Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, New Orleans, rolling on here as we continue to discuss the trade that went down over the weekend. Los Angeles Lakers trading for Anthony Davis, sending them a ton of stuff in return for Anthony Davis to the New Orleans Pelicans. And join us now for the L.A. side of things is Tanya Ganguly, Lakers beat writer for the Los Angeles Times. Tanya, how are you? Doing great. How are you? We're good. Um, curious to know what you were doing on Saturday when this uh, news went down. I, I mentioned I was over in Lake Charles. We're getting ready to go to a wedding, and I had my uh, my phone set to alerts from Woj because I had to- heard from a couple buddies that, I, hey, something may happen here uh, over the weekend. And sure enough, I'm, I'm putting on my tie, and I see the notification. The Lakers have officially traded for Anthony Davis. Uh, where were you when you found out? I was at a baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing. Um, yeah, and of course everybody at that was asking me, are the Lakers going to get Anthony Davis? Like, that's, It was on a lot of people's minds. <laughs> so initial reaction when you see what they gave up, um, obviously, I mean, look, from a, from a Pelican side, side of things, we love it because obviously this sets them up long-term for tremendous success with what David Griffin was able to get, but – uh, from your perspective, initially seeing what they gave up, what was your reaction? I thought it was a lot. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, it, it, it is a lot. And it could wind up being something that works out great for the Lakers, and it also could wind up being something that works out really poorly for them. I mean, if, if the Lakers become what they think they will now um, – then the draft picks that they gave up aren't going to be that important. The, um, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But if some for some reason it doesn't work out, if for, maybe if Anthony leaves after one year for some reason, which it seems like he probably won't, but if he does, this could turn out to be. I mean, they the last time the Lakers went all in like this, they got Steve Nash and Dwight Howard, and that didn't work out for them at all. So um, this is a different situation. Davis is a lot younger than them. Um, and he wants to come to L.A., where I don't think Dwight ever did want to come to L.A. Uh, but, you know, it's a very high-risk, high-reward proposition for the Lakers. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, somebody sent me the, the picture over the weekend, that Sports Illustrated cover, where it said, now this is going to be fun, and it's, you know, Steve Nash with Dwight Howard, and obviously yeah. that went sideways very quickly. Um let me talk about health. I mean, there is injury concern there. Anthony Davis has never played 82 games in a season. Um, obviously, prior to this past year, he had played, in, I think, in the 70s. So he, he had been pretty durable, at least in recent years. But LeBron, we all know what happened last year. He, he got banged up, missed a bunch of games. And I think from a Lakers perspective, there has to be a little concern there on both these guys and keeping them healthy. And I got to think that uh, quote-unquote load management may be a factor going forward. Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, we saw the Raptors use that really successfully with Kawhi Leonard this year, too. 
So um, I think a priority during the season is going to be make the playoffs and keep everybody healthy because even last year, there was this feeling that if the Lakers could sneak into the – and not sneak in. I mean, when LeBron came, I think everybody sort of assumed they were going to the playoffs. And, and even as things started going sideways, I think there was this assumption that if they can sneak – if they can get into the playoffs, that they'll be, they'll, they'll be you know, pretty difficult. They'll be a tough out at the very least. Um, things sort of went sideways for them for a lot of different reasons last year. But, but yeah, I, I would have to imagine that health will be something that the Lakers will keep a really – keep a really strong eye on this season. Let's talk about specifics of this deal, because I know you tweeted out uh, yesterday about um, kind of the breakdown of what's going on with the timing of this trade. And as we've heard, July 6th is is kind of the date where this will take place. But the Lakers are really trying to push that back because – Obviously, they can open up more cap space and be able to bring on a third max contract if if they can do that. What incentive do the Pelicans have to push that date back? I mean, they re- they really don't have any incentive to do that. It would just be them doing something for you know a good faith gesture um, for maybe somewhere down the road if they did it. I mean, I think that it does seem like it's unlikely that they're going to change the date of this deal uh, because. The Pelicans are obviously trying to see what they can get for that fourth pick. And the team that gets that fourth pick is probably not going to say, okay, what, yeah, sure, let's let's get the deal done after Summer League. You know, that's when it would have to happen. So um, so I, I think it's pretty unlikely that they're able to move that date. Um, I wonder if that was part of the calculus for the Lakers. But, but what, what I've been told is that both, from both sides, like, they're open to seeing if there's a way to do it, but I mean, I don't, I don't really see any team being that willing to wait um, after making this kind of deal and wait that long after the draft. Yeah, maybe if the Lakers want to throw in their 2027 first round pick, maybe the, maybe the Pelicans <laughs> might say, "All right, deal, let's do it." Uh, it. It will be interesting to see how that plays out. Let me ask you a little bit about the guys coming to New Orleans, just to get your thoughts on covering those guys up close and personal these last couple of years. Uh, let's start with Brandon Ingram. Obviously, I think he. A lot of people would think him being as as one of the big pieces, a guy who's seemingly gotten better every year in L.A. And I feel like kind of their perspective has been, we're waiting for him. He, he's been good, but we're waiting to see that burst like, okay, this kid has arrived. He's a superstar. He's a good player, but maybe not great yet. Your thoughts on Brandon Ingram? Yeah, I don't know if Brandon has superstar potential in him, but he definitely became a very good player last year. And I think he had... Um, he's really starting to figure out how to use his own length. That was a big thing for him over the past couple of years. He's starting to figure out how to be more aggressive on the basketball court. Um, you're going to hear him say the word. He, one like pick of his, his speech is that he says basketball floor all the time. <laughs> so I almost said that there and it kind of made me chuckle. But um, he he has, I think he's, he's got exceptional length. Um, he's, you'd be worried about it. I, I mean you worry about his durability because of how how thin he is but he hasn't really had major durability issues so far I mean he did have the blood clot last year but that was um from what I've been told that was a one-time thing and it's not going to be something that keeps coming back and threatens his career like it has with other guys um so yeah I think I mean Brandon I I do think that that I, I mean I think it'll be good for all the guys to get out of LA and like be able to develop away from a lot of the distractions that come with being here. Uh, talking with Tanya Ganguly from the uh, Los Angeles Times, uh, Lonzo Ball is a guy who was obviously highly thought of. 
Uh, maybe still not the shooter that people thought he would be, but as far as a distributing point guard, very good in that aspect. And I think some people are already drooling over the concept of of him throwing lobs to Zion Williamson, uh, who the Pelicans figured to take with the number one pick in a couple nights. But uh, thoughts on Lonzo? And obviously, I'm I'm talking just Lonzo. We all know about Lavar, and he's the one who catches all the headlines. But just Lonzo, the player. What did, what did you make of him and his time in L.A.? Yeah, he really learned how to be a really good defender. That was, I think, the big the big uh, improvement that he made last year, and that was really important for the Lakers. I mean, if you looked at their defensive numbers, they were much worse without Lonzo when he got hurt. Um, it, it's not as dramatic as, I mean, people, when the Lakers were without LeBron, they were also without Lonzo for a lot of that time, and people were saying, oh, if only Lonzo had been here, they, they wouldn't have it would have been fine. I, I don't think it's that simple, but he he definitely got a lot better, got a lot better defensively, and became a really important defensive player for them. So I think you know the Pelicans are going to be. I, I think that he's going to fit in very well there. Um, he also, I think it's also. I mean, I mentioned this with Brandon being away from LA, but for Lonzo, it's even more heightened because now he's just going to. It's just going to be about basketball for him. It's not going to. He's not going to have to. I think that a lot of the other stuff that he was involved with and that was going on for him, I think a lot of that's going to go away a little bit. I think it's going to be really good for him to be in a new place. He's never been away from L.A., so that'll be different for him, and it's going to give him a chance to really like dive into basketball and work on his game and not care about anything else. Uh, lastly, the third guy, Josh Hart. Obviously, uh, I mean, fans in New Orleans are already uh, – he's already winning them over because he's already got pictures out of him wearing a New Orleans basketball T-shirt. Yeah. He's already tweeting, asking people where to get good beignets. So he's a guy already embracing the culture. Uh, what are they getting in Josh Hart? Uh, Josh Hart is a guy who spent – I mean, he spent four years at Villanova. He's um, He came out of college pretty mature as a human, I would say. Um so that that's been helpful for the Lakers uh, as he's you know the young guys that the Lakers had they were they had this camaraderie and they were kind of goofy uh, just doesn't goof off as quite as much as uh, maybe some of the other guys um he's uh, as far as his game goes um he he became a guy who really took pride in being able to fight wrestle with big men um he was somebody that never wanted help when when he was in the post with these big guys. And, and that was, I think like there was, there were positives and negatives to that. And he's going to have to learn how to maneuver that a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think the main thing, you know, these guys, the thing that they've gotten so much better at over the first couple of years is their defense. And I think the new Orleans is really going to see that pay dividends there. So what's the next step for the Lakers? I mean, I think obviously that they'd love to be able to to get that max uh, money, but if they aren't able to do that, obviously we've heard their name already thrown around, Kemba Walker in the mix. Uh, we've heard maybe Kawhi Leonard. Um, I mean, is the next step looking to find that that big star and then filling out the roster? Because I got to be honest with you, Tanya, you're looking at the roster. It's like they don't even have a starting five, let alone a bench yet. So there's a lot of moves still yet to come. But what's going to be the first step in this process? Yeah, and they only have one guard on their roster right now who has a guaranteed <laughs> deal for next year. So they've got a lot to fill out. Um, they've got a lot of guys. You know, they're either going to have to find some way. I mean, if they can't get the date of the trade pushed back, I think it's really unlikely that they're going to be able to find a way to get um, to get the cap space that they need for, for one of the marquee guys. Um, you do wonder if, you know, if someone, if Kimball Walker leaves, 
if Kim Walker leaves Charlotte, he's going to be taking a pay cut anyway. You wonder if maybe he would take another pay cut to, <laughs> to be on a team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I don't know. Um, but I, I don't think the Lakers can count on that. It's going to be really important for them to find the right role players then um, because the Raptors showed that you can have one superstar and then a group of really good role players, really talented guys, and win a championship that way. So the Lakers have two stars, and if they can if they can build the right team around them, but we don't know if they can build the right team around them because they certainly didn't do that last year. Um, they didn't get the right kind of players to fill out their roster, and they were partially hamstrung by the fact that they were only giving out one-year deals. Now they're not going to have those limitations, so it'll be interesting to see. We're really going to get to see what kind of team builder Rob Polinka is. Rich Paul has kind of become a dirty word down here in New Orleans. No, everybody rolls their eyes at the thought of his name. Ultimately, he did end up getting what his client wanted, and whether that's his client in Anthony Davis or his client in LeBron, uh, he got it done. Now, is there any concern in L.A.? I mean, obviously, he's already come out and said Anthony Davis will be a free agent in 2020. If things don't go right here, if they don't make the right moves, there's always that thought in the back of everyone's minds that, hey, Rich Paul and Anthony Davis could seek greener pastures next offseason if this thing doesn't go the right direction this year. Well, I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, Rich told Sports Illustrated that they're going to do free agency, and I was told that's still the plan. They're, they're not, you know, they're they're going to – he's not going to sign an extension with the Lakers. He's going to go into free agency next summer. And, you know, maybe – I think that – what we've seen over the last few years is that the incumbent team has an advantage because you get to spend a whole year making your case um, to this guy rather than just to have a, have a meeting with him. So that's going to help the Lakers. And they saw that that I think that's also part of why they took that big swing because they kind of assumed that Paul George would come to them after a year in Oklahoma and that he didn't even meet with them. So, um, but you know, this is, so like this is an audition. If if things go horribly wrong for some reason, if they just really feel like this is the wrong place for them, I mean, it, I definitely could see a scenario where they decide to leave. Tanya Ganguly of the Los Angeles Times. Last thing for you, Tanya the uh, the basketball fit. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued as anyone to see how LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to work. I've talked to a couple people. They said, "Oh man, pick and roll, pick and pop for days. This is going to work just fine." I'm just curious, and again, we don't know who the guards are, but do you see, I mean, is LeBron going to be the primary ball handler again? Will he maybe take a backseat role at times to Anthony Davis? Um, and, and then I heard somebody say, you know, Anthony Davis could play the perimeter more. Well, that's not really a strength of his, knocking down threes. So I'm just curious the basketball fit with both of those guys next to one another. I, I mean, I think the basketball fit is good. Um, I think – the real, I mean, we talk, I talked about team building and how the Lakers are going to have to figure that out. They really need to get shooters. I mean, that was their big mistake last year. They filled the roster with um, guys who, and they, they sort of sold it as, oh, we're going to get a bunch of playmakers around LeBron, so we had to do less work. Um, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it didn't work in a very spectacular way. And so now they've, I mean, they did, they have gotten rid of, Two of the guys that they that were their ball handlers, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, um, and so you know they're they're they need to surround LeBron needs to be surrounded by shooters, especially with someone like Anthony Davis on his team. So I think that that's if the Lakers can fill out the roster that way, it's going to work great for them. 
Tanya Ganguly. She's on Twitter, at Tanya Ganguly. Tanya, thanks so much for the time. Uh, really appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we'll, this won't be the last time we talk among uh, Pelicans, Lakers, uh, uh, but good to finally put this saga to bed. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the, uh, the time, Tanya. We'll talk again. No problem. All right, Tanya Ganguly there of the uh, Los Angeles Times. Lakers beat writer. Um, she co- actually covered the NFL for years and years, but uh, been on the LA beat the past couple years, and no shortage of storylines to cover with the Los Angeles Lakers. But they're excited. They're excited about getting Anthony Davis with uh, with LeBron. But again, I still have questions of what else. What else are they going to put around them? Because as we've seen with the Warriors, the Warriors have been so successful not just because of their star players, but because of what they surround them with. The bench, the you know, it, Steph and, and Clay are tremendous together, but does the full package work without Draymond down low, cleaning up the glass, getting rebounds, playing elite defense? You know, uh, bringing in Kevin Durant was a cherry on the top, but uh, how about bench players like Sean Livingston, who have been outstanding for them? Andre Iguodala, who's been a big piece of what they've done. you got to have other pieces, and it can't just be Anthony Davis, LeBron, and X player. It's got to be more than that, and I'll be curious to see who they all fill in on that roster. It's the Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280. We'll continue after this talking on the Pelican side of things and obviously the positive things that David Griffin is doing with this organization here in the Crescent City. It's the Chris Gordy Show. Back after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.